0: to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Thursday, May 14th, 2020. This is Shannon. And tonight I'm here with Stacy, Brooke, and Natalia. And we are going to talk about social media because social media is kind of a big deal in the current time, but it's also gotten to be a pretty big deal in literature. So we're going to talk about some books that deal with social media, some in good ways, some in not so good ways. And hopefully we will give you some great recommendations. So before we start, we will, of course, go through the usual housekeeping information so that you are aware of how to get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And now, Stacy will start us off, followed by Brooke, then me, and finally, Natalia.
1: Every once in a while, my friends, you find a book that you look at and you go, ugh, that's not for me. Ugh, (laughs) that's so frothy. That's not for me. And then you take a chance because, you know, you're going to do this episode and you're just trying to round out the other books that you've thought about. And so you reluctantly get this book and you start reading it. And all of a sudden, you are cackling in your bed like the hideous, ugly laughter You don't want anyone (laughs) who who you want to think that you're beautiful, you don't want them to hear this laugh. Because it's like a squawking, (laughs) cackling, turkey hybrid. Like, it's horrifying. And I was doing this all through Three Blind Dates by Megan Quinn. And so I all the crow in the world for thinking that sometimes a frothy book is a bad thing. And this book is one of the most delightful things I have read in quite some time. Um, It is described as You've Got Mail with a modern twist. And You've Got Mail is my favorite rom-com. And even though I typically prefer things kind of darker and more serious and with much more angst and drama, this book was everything. So it's about Noelle. And she is a morning anchor on a Malibu show. And she is looking for love. She has a busy schedule. She's had some really weird relationships in the past with some pretty awkward men. And she's decided that it is time to try something new. So she decides that she is going to sign up for this new dating app called Going In Blind. And this app also is um, being publicized because it coincides with the opening of a new restaurant, which is also called Going In Blind. And this app matches you up with a blind date and you meet at going in blind and have your first date there. All the tables are set up like in out of the way places. So you have privacy. It's just a really amazing spot to potentially meet your soulmate. And Noeli thinks this is going to be a great thing. So immediately is matched with someone and goes on a date. So what I will tell you is she goes on three blind dates throughout the course of this book. The suit, the rebel, and the jock. And with each man, she finds chemistry, but in different ways. But one of them, you know, really was a little extra for her. Uh, Just beautiful everything. But for each of these men, for various reasons, timing is a little off. And so as Noelle is kind of struggling with her feelings of inadequacy after a third blind date wasn't as successful as she hoped, she starts getting messages from one of these three, the suit, the rebel, or the chalk. And they write to her in the style of Joe Fox from You've Got Mail. And it is like the best thing in my life. So there's this amazing sort of texting So it's not epistolary in the way that, you know, you would think it's like, you know, texting, but it kind of has that feel of you've got mail, like with the messages back and forth. And then there's like really over the top laugh out loud moments. And then there's just at the core of this, a woman looking for love using social media to do it. And I love this book so much. So it's the first in the um, dating by numbers series. And again, it is called three blind dates by Megan Quinn.
2: So the first book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Unfollow Me by Charlotte Duckworth. And this book is about a woman named Violet Young. And Violet Young used to be a journalist, but now she's a mommy blogger. And she does these daily episodes on YouTube. And she has like millions of followers. And she like, Kind of reports her day and just everything that she does with her family. She's got some kids and a husband, a loving husband, and she's got these loyal followers. And one day, Violet just disappears. Like she's no longer like she um, erases her profile. And like if you look her up, you couldn't. They couldn't find her. There's no like um, history. You know, like this wasn't even archived. Nothing. So she's kind of just disappeared. So this book, it kind of follows the point of view of some of her loyal followers, and kind of how, what they think of her. And they're kind of wondering, like, did something happen to her? Was it something sinister? Is there something medical happening? Like, what's going on? And as we learn more, um, they kind of do some investigations and it's kind of interesting. Um, We learned that there's some kind of secrets that um, Violet has that could be causing her some issues. So this is Unfollow Me by Charlotte Duckworth. I really like that book. It was good.
0: So my first pick tonight is the girl in 6e and this yes! is book one in the deanna madden series by a.r tory and a.r tory for people who don't know is a pseudonym of author alessandra Torrey, who decided she wanted to do something a little bit different with this trilogy and so wrote it under a different name so this is the story of deanna madden and deanna has been locked in her apartment for the past three years she wants it that way she needs it that way Um, she pays someone every night to lock her door from the outside so that she cannot get out at night she gets things delivered to her from like amazon and other online vendors and she always just tells the delivery people to leave it outside the door she does not want to come into contact with them She makes her living by being a cam girl and she has like a seven figure income and so many people who just adore her. But one day through a series of very peculiar circumstances, she actually comes face to face with one of the men who has been delivering her sort of essentials for the past several years. And they kind of start to develop a relationship, but this is really tricky because there's a very good reason that Deanna doesn't ever leave her apartment. And I don't want to tell you what that is, but it's not just a thing that she, like she's not just afraid to leave her apartment or it's not that she's just like extra introverted and doesn't want to leave her apartment. Like there's a really compelling reason that she has for not leaving. And so how do you conduct a relationship? with someone when you don't ever leave your apartment. And however you do it, I hope it's not this way because this was a, a wild, wild series. Um, it really it's was. A, <laughs> it's like a dark romantic thriller um, that stretches out over three books and I loved pretty much every second of it. So this is The Girl in 6E, Deanna Madden, book one by A.R. Tory.
3: I love Ar Tori. How she can write. Like, I wish she'd things.
0: write like more things under that name. Like I, I know, I, I yeah, would...
3: because her I'm Alessandra Tori ones are are lighter.
0: Well, not lighter, yes. just not lighter, lighter but
3: towards romance. Yes, this Diana Madden was like Verity on steroids, but in a great way. Yes, <laughs> it messed with your mind so much. I loved it. It really did. It's so good. I loved it so much. So, my first pick of tonight is a book I actually had to read for review a while ago, and I had a test the next day, and I uh, didn't go to sleep because it caught me. I don't know if it was like the time of my life that I was in or what, but this is called Facebook Genie by Addison Westlake. And, you know, how many of us find blasts from the past on Facebook and look through their profile and uh, think about, I guess, what could have been or um, how our lives would have changed or gone in a different direction if they were still in it, not just, you know, with exes, but with friends or acquaintances and sometimes even family members that we don't talk to anymore. Right. So this is Claire's situation. She's 31 years old and she's at home. You know, she gets home from work, and she has a fantastic relationship with Facebook. I mean, she just she found her ex boyfriend that she dated all through college. The he's basically the one that got away, and she's stalking him, and you know, looking, you know. And he's got everything that she feels she could have had: the kids, the marriage, the wife, the big house, the money, etc. Whereas she's over there in her house having a relationship with Rocky Road and her computer. (laughs) And then someone shows up at her job one day and says that she works for a new Facebook department and they're testing an app where if you decide to install this app on your phone and press the reset button, the app will take you back to wherever you want to go based on your life uh, and your Facebook history. Of course, she thinks it's it's a whole bunch of bull because wouldn't we all, right? So she's like, sure, you know, she, she wants to uh, get this, this, this woman off her back. So she says, yeah, I'll participate. She presses the button, nothing happens. And the next day she wakes up hungover. She hears her roommate blow drying her hair and dancing Get G with it. And she realizes she's back in college. Oops. <laughs> and she has a chance to do it all over again. And maybe get back the one who got away. And, wow. oh, my gosh, I loved this book so much. It it doesn't happen the way you think, you know, and just can you imagine going back to college now and, and reliving, you know, some no. of those times and, and the, the same no. people that were such real <laughs> then? I, I don't know if it's what I would want either. <laughs> but I, I, it was just really, really funny and you know how I guess what the future is actually supposed to be I I just really liked the book I I really enjoyed that aspect and it really scared me too because it's like oh crap you know Facebook does keep an algorithm of whose pages we look we look at I kind of wouldn't want a genie to come to me (laughs) (laughs) so this is Facebook genie by Addison Westlake it's a really cute story Um, I like that it's fun but I also like that it's realistic and I have to say that Clara kept her head during the whole book and that's not something that I don't I don't think I would have been able to keep my head the way she did that's for sure this
1: sounds like so much fun like in the way that you know three blind dates wasn't usually something that I would read or be drawn to like When you were telling me, read this Facebook genie, I was like, yeah, no, Natalia, like that sounds weird. And like when you're (laughs) describing it, it sounds like something that would make me so, so happy. So thank you. I will read this. So Sarah talked about my next book um, in the May Picks episode. And I was so excited when I figured out that I would have time to read it before we did this episode because I really, really wanted to. um, And it looked delightful. And I'm happy to say that, it was just as delightful as anticipated. And I'm talking about The Bright Side of Going Dark by Kelly Harms. And oh, this book was just like, it made me really happy. Um, I just read her um, Good Luck Girls of Shipwreck Lane about a month ago, and that's when I discovered her. And uh, I just really liked the way that she can um, kind of draw you in and make you feel what her, her characters are feeling. So in this story, we have Mia Bell. And Mia is a social media influencer. And she is paid to promote various products and lives her entire life online. Um, She had a celebrity dog. She has a celebrity fiance. Her entire wedding was going to be online. And, you know, for the public viewing. Well, that's all great. But what wasn't so great was when her, you know, celebrity fiance, at oh god what's his name i was gonna say his thing it's whatever his name was loves mia was his handle on the social media site tucker loves mia was his like handle um he ended things two days before the wedding and mia went into full panic mode because she was like oh my god like how can i back out now i have so much money tied up in this i have all the sponsors i have all this you know merchandise a cake all these things And so she decides she's going to go through with the wedding as if Tucker is with her. So obviously this could probably prove to be a bit problematic. And so once she has done a few posts that make it sounds like she is just enjoying some amazing wedded bliss, she hikes up a mountain and pitches her phone away off the side of a mountain. (laughs) And, Hangs out with her mother, who still uses a landline and an answering machine. Um, so at the same time, we have Paige. And Paige is uh, very techie and works for a tech company and decides through a string of events that she is going to impersonate Mia <laughs> online because. Her half-sister Jessica really idolizes Mia and um, needs something to sort of look forward to or to kind of, you know, have in her life. And so Paige embarks upon this whole campaign of emulating what Mia would post and impersonating her online so that Mia's followers think that she is still around. Now, obviously, at some point, if you do something so outlandish, you're going to get caught (laughs) <laughs> but what 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 happens throughout the course of this book is that um both Mia and Paige have the opportunity to sort of do things differently in life and to kind of reconnect with feelings they have been desperately trying to avoid. And I love this book. I thought the characters were once we got to know them they were very likable. I actually didn't like Mia or Paige in the beginning. And grew to like want to be friends with both of them by the end. And it just was a great book with some, you know, just a little bit of romance, but so much character growth. And I loved it so much. So, again, this is The Bright Side of Going Dark by Kelly Harms.
0: I loved this too. It was so, so good. It was the first book I'd read by her.
3: I'm going to read this like soon because I really want to know what will happen, especially because there are some people that are getting married online now. Because of the.
2: So, the next book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Friend Request by Laura Marshall. And this book is about a woman named Louise. And one day, Louise gets a friend request from a woman named Maria Weston. The problem with this friend request is that, as far as Louise knows, Maria is dead. So we go back to 1989, um, back when Maria first comes to uh, Louise's high school. And they become fast friends. Like, Maria is just everything that Louise's other friends are not. Like, she's outgoing. She's just... what You just want to be with her at all times. And something happens. I'm not really... I can't really tell you what happens but something happens and somehow I guess Maria dies like I can't really tell you whether she is or whether she's not or what happened but something happens and then we fast forward to 2016 and this is when Louise gets the fund request and well obviously she's kind of like what? What's, what's going on and also she's scared because things happened back in the past that could cause her some trouble now and she just she's got a really really happy life with her with her family and she really doesn't want this to be like problem like cause any problems with her family so she goes and she has to kind of look for the people that were involved in the situation and figure out, like, all, like, all the details that happened because there's things that, sh- that did happen that she really didn't know about and she needs to figure it out in order to discover, like, who, whether this is really Maria or is it not Maria, like, that you just don't know. So this book is... Friend Request by Laura Marshall. And I totally apologize that I couldn't tell you more, but that's the problem with thrillers. <laughs> I loved true. this book.
3: I love this book so much.
2: Mm. You make me want to read that book too. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So my next pick is What It Seems by Emily Bleeker. And this came out in February or March, and I read it in a single sitting overnight. It is fantastic. So this is about Tara, and Tara is 20 years old. When she was eight, she was adopted by her foster mother, who is not a stellar individual. And ever since that day, she's been just like really under her mother's control. Um, Her mother has made her do various illegal things. Um, She steals for her mother. She participates in all these scams that her mother cooks up. And it's just not a great life for Tara. So over the past couple of years, she has become really invested in this family. um, And they are the Seely family. And they post a whole bunch of videos on YouTube. And they're just like one of those like family vlogger people that like really has made a name for themselves and Tara is really drawn to them. She really wants to live a life like it seems that they live. So one day she finds out that they are looking for an intern to actually come and stay with them for the summer and participate in the channel and help them do some of the kind of like behind the scenes things that go into running an enormous YouTube channel. So Tara figures out how to get away from her mother. And she goes and starts to work for this family. And at first, everything is fantastic. She feels really liked and seen. And she's finally living you know, something more like a normal life than what she was living with her mom. But as time passes and she starts to realize that nobody actually lives a perfect life, she starts to wonder if maybe like her mom isn't somehow watching her and like doesn't actually know where she is. Um, And so this becomes very, very bad for Tara, both on the front of like her mother and also just the things that she's starting to realize about this family that she has idolized for so long. Um, This was a lot of fun, like parts of it, you might find a little bit predictable in that like you can kind of see where certain things are headed. But I really liked Tara's character and I've enjoyed Bleeker's kind of take on this whole like, let's live our lives kind of on the camera and what might be good about that for some people, but also kind of what the downsides are. Um, So this was just a lot of fun. It is What It Seems and it's by Emily Bleeker.
3: So this next book is by an author I've talked about before. I... I think this is her latest novel and her new novel is coming out very soon, I think June and uh, no, the, I don't think Shannon has an advanced copy of the newest book that's coming out this year, but this is All, all We Ever Wanted the, the book is called All We Ever Wanted by Emily Giffen and this is a book about Nina Browning, well it's it's a book about three people but the first main character, her name is Nina Browning, and she was a small-town girl, went to college, uh, met this man that came from a well-to-do, privileged life, married him, and now he's rich, because he sold his tech business, and they've made a lot of money. His son goes to this prestigious academy, and his, his, her son's gotten accepted to Princeton. He's already, you know, like 17, so they've been married a while. Meanwhile, uh, Tom is a single dad he's raising his daughter he's done everything he can to i guess move her forward in life and he managed to get her a scholarship to the same academy where nina's son goes and you know sometimes she doesn't fit in because she's a scholarship you know kid amongst all these privileged well-to-do i guess the modern version of society children but you know (laughs) for the most part she's doing okay uh her name is lila and Until one day, a photo taken at a drunken teenage party goes viral. And it's a book where there's a lot of controversy about blame and social media and women. And, you know, these three people, Tom, Lila, and Nina, have to figure out who they are. And what, you know, what happens when you have to choose between your family and your values and, you know, who, who are the people that you're actually surrounding yourself with and, and what does their reaction to something like this say about them? So it's a really good book. It is controversial. I actually fought with one of my friends about this book, like genuinely argued where one of our other friends actually had to say, guys, it's a book, <laughs> but, um, it, it, it's very realistic in the way that it gets to you and the way that people, I guess, react. Cause I, as I said, even, even I reacted, but it also is the beginning to a lot of really important conversations that I think need to be had, especially um, because I think young adults can make life altering, you know, they're so young and they can make these life altering, I guess, choices that change their whole life direction before they're, they, they they are able to really process, you know, they're under a lot of pressure. So I think it's a, it's a really good conversation uh, for everybody. And I really, really enjoyed it from beginning to end. I think I actually read it in one sitting. I don't think I moved. But it wasn't an all, all-nighter. Thankfully, I started it during the day. <laughs> so this is All We Ever Wanted
1: by Emily Giffen. Yeah, it was really a really, really
2: good book. I quite enjoyed it.
1: I really struggled with um, what to choose for my final book. I thought about the all you can dream buffet by Barbara O'Neill about bloggers. I I know I thought about my not so perfect life by Sophie Kinsella. And ultimately I decided that I had to talk about big summer by Jennifer Weiner because this book was very thought provoking for me and it just, it brought up a lot for me. I didn't feel that great when I was reading it, but I'm still thinking about it. So to me, That's a book that needs to be talked about. So um, this book is about Daphne. And Daphne is um, an Instagram influencer, a plus-sized Instagram influencer. And she is about 25-ish. And she kind of started this lifestyle for a very odd reason. Uh, It was the night that she had a falling out with her best friend, Drew, during her sophomore year in college, and something happened at a bar that was caught on video and went viral. And so after this, Daphne decided to kind of take control of her life and started becoming more vocal on Instagram and now has a huge following and is quite the influencer. And so her entire life is focused on writing posts that are body positive for women who are plus-sized. And she's pretty happy with life, you know, she has a pretty pretty good gig going on. She sees her family, she, you know, has a sweet dog. Like she just everything's, you know, going pretty well for her. And in fact, so well that she hasn't even hate-stalked her best friend Drew or yeah, her best friend Drew on social media for the last 6 years. She's heard about her because Drew is a a very um, high profile person, but she's done nothing to follow her or to kind of rectify what happened. All of a sudden, one day, Drew comes back into her life and begs her to be in her upcoming celebrity wedding, which is going to have its own brand. And it's going to be another kind of Insta sensation. And Daphne really thinks about it, but even though Daphne has really morphed into this very strong, competent, confident, beautiful individual, under all of it, she is still so attracted to everything that is her best friend Drew, that she decides that she is going to be in this wedding. And that's all I'm going to say about the book, about the, so no uh, the plot for her. No Facebook genie, but I will say this. Sarah, this book was this book was billed as a, um, a frothy beach read, And to that, forgive my language, I say bullshit. It was a very heavy book. Um, for me, it was a hard read. It was a lot of, um, you know, the difference between Daphne's online persona which she had to maintain with all of her, you know, different sponsors and with her, her followers right, right. and the, the occasional more than occasional sort of thoughts and feelings and issues she still had about her own body and her own looks and her own size. Um, it was really hard for me to read. There were some very, very difficult scenes about body image that hurt me, um, to read. There were some scenes about friendship that were very painful. Um, But, you know, I think if you're someone who wants to read about a woman who takes a lot of adversity and sorrow and turns it into something that changes her life, I think you would like this book. So again, this is Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner. I don't know if I could do it justice, Shannon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I I found it difficult to... um... You know, I was expecting kind of the like lighthearted, but still kind of issue-driven novel that we tend to associate with Weiner as a yes. writer, um, and that wasn't that wasn't quite what we got. There were elements of the plot that I'm not sure like needed to be there in in quite the way that they were. Um, I I liked some things about it, but I also struggled with some things about it. Um, it's, a, it's a complicated story that I think is really important for people to read, but parts of me wish that it had been told in a slightly different way.
2: So the last book that I'm going to talk about is Follow Me by Kathleen Barber, and this book is about a woman named Audrey. So Audrey works for the Smithsonian, And she has a really large following on Instagram. So she's got like hundreds of thousands of followers. And she Instagrams like absolutely everything she does in her life. Well, while this is all happening, she's also got some kind of personal issues going on. Like she's got this creepy upstairs neighbor... She's got kind of a creepy boss. I think, he's, I think he's the boss. I don't think he's just a coworker, but he's kind of creepy. And un, like, known to her, she also has um, a guy who's obsessed with her. And he follows her on Instagram. And he has decided to go to the dark web to find out how can I make Audrey mine? Like I, she, he's decided that Audrey needs to be his and no matter what she thinks that he really needs to, this needs to happen. So you've got this guy doing this stuff and meanwhile, she's trying to figure out like her own life because she's got this creepy upstairs neighbor, this creepy boss. And then she's also come home a few times and like her apartment's been kind of open or at least her lock is not kind of clicked the way it should be. And it's making her nervous. So we've got all these aspects and it's just a, this book. I can't really tell you a lot more about it, but it's just a really, really interesting book. Like she's got a couple of friends that are trying to help her, but there's some issues to do with them as well. So this book is Follow Me by Kathleen Barber. And I wish I could have told you a little bit more about it, or at least told you a little bit better. But it's one of those books that's difficult to describe without giving away too much. It
0: was really, really creepy in places. In some ways, I liked um, her first book a little bit better, the um, Are You Sleeping?, which was told kind of around a, a podcast um, but mm-hmm. this one I thought was, was very, very good, very dark and disturbing.
2: Yeah, because you have all these like creepy people, and are like, who is the bad? Like, like it be who is him? the worst? Could it be him?
0: <laughs> so, my last book tonight is one of my favorite books of 2020 so far. This is Minor Dramas and Other Catastrophes by Kathleen West. And this is a a a magnificent, yes, it's a magnificent debut novel. It's one of these books that you read and you kind of can't really fathom, but this is the first book that someone has ever written. Um, So this is a really relevant novel, I feel like, in in our society. We follow two women. Isabel is a teacher at a really prestigious um, small-town school. And she's kind of... Um, more liberal than a lot of the the parents of her students. And she wants her students to sort of increase their awareness of things um, that are kind of outside their their purview. So she talks to them a lot about social justice and a lot about the things that she perceives uh, to be wrong with the world. And this is fine to a point. But then you have parents like Julia Abbott who strongly, strongly dislikes the things that Isabel stands for. These things sort of threaten her. Um, They make her feel sort of inferior as a mother, just as a human being in general. Now Julia is what you would call a helicopter parent. Um, She's so involved in her kids' lives in some really creepy ways. the book opens and she's really obsessed with who is going to be cast in the school's winter musical. And so she sneaks on to the school grounds so she can see the the cast list because she knows that her son, who she's really hoping will get a part, um, she knows that he's not going to be nearly as um, quick to tell her the results of the casting as she wants. So she sneaks on campus, gets a chance to look at this list, and somehow gets into sort of an accidental altercation with the female lead of the musical. And this does not end well. Um, <laughs> it's caught on video and sort of goes, it goes viral. Um, I feel like we, we've said that phrase quite a bit in this episode, but it does. And this town, this school, this group of people like will never ever be the same. Um, We spend a lot of time with these characters as they're trying to understand the role that their own actions play in this sort of unraveling of their lives, but also the role of the internet. Um, There's a secret sort of Facebook group that's all full of terrible gossip about people in this town. Um, And there's just, you see sort of the dark side of social media, the dark side of this kind of privileged small town life that these people are living. Um, and you also see through Isabel's lens sort of what happens when you take your desire to do good, um, a little bit too far. So this is a remarkable novel. Um, you won't always like the characters, um, But you will always understand kind of where they're coming from, even if it's a place that you yourself have never been. West is such a gifted writer, and I'm really excited to see what else she has in store for us. So this, again, is Minor (laughs) Dramas and Other Catastrophes, and it's by Kathleen West, and I love it so, so much.
2: Julia was actually kind of hilarious.
0: Like, Sometimes I found, she
2: was. I found her ridiculous. So ridiculous that I kind of found her funny.
0: <laughs> I actually kind of thought the principal was sort of funny too. when he was like saying how he had to make all these phone calls to parents and it really wasn't good. He didn't want to do it. So maybe he would just make like 10 a day. And if yeah. he could make 10 phone calls, that would be good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I want to read this. Yeah, this you is, should read it. It was Jeez. so good. So my next book is about modern love by Alicia Rye. And the book is called the right swipe. So that's very modern. I'm sure you guys all know about the app where you
1: swipe right
2: and swipe
3: left. Right. And I remember an interview that Alicia Rye did where she was talking about the pitfalls of modern dating and how it's changed and how it's, in some ways, more complicated than it was before, and scarier too. And I guess she decided to put it all on paper. Now, Shannon, I feel like this is a book you have to read because the main character's name is Rhiannon. Oh, <laughs> I, I just feel just like like the
0: kitty cat.
3: Exactly. Maybe this is you know her telling you her story, and I don't know. Oh gosh, the cat some cat alternate
0: to, dimension. Like, online dating, Ooh. <laughs> right?
1: You never know. There's some hot dogs.
0: You never know is love life too. Cats need some too.
2: Uh, I'll have to uh chat with her about this.
0: Oh my god. I just see what she's been
2: hiding. Uh so it would be called catnip. Oh yes. <laughs>
3: catnip. The 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 tales of catnip. <laughs> so Rhiannon Hunter, she's and a dating app creator and she's a revolutionized romance in the modern world of her life but in real life she only settles for the occasional hookup and swipes right only on her career so she controls her love life completely and absolutely with with rules so you know she makes an app for everybody else to find love but she's kind of <laughs> not like, her. herself yeah no, no. you know <clears throat> And these are her rules. Get this. Nude pics are by invitation only. <laughs> if someone stands you up, block them with extreme prejudice. Protect your heart at all costs. Only when she gets a match one day, uh, he's a football player, Samson Lima. There are no rules because she's oh. so incredibly attracted to him. You know, she and guess what he does? He woos her one magical night and then he ghosts her. Now, <gasps> you guys know how easy it is to ghost people now. You know, all those apps where you get a free phone number and a free, you know, texting account and oh, you yeah. can just like disappear. Like yeah, completely. And so he does. And, you know, she was hurt by it, even though she doesn't want to admit it, it. It really hurt her because I guess she was really genuinely attracted to this guy. But then months later, he appears and he's one of her rivals now. <laughs> he's, he, he's trying to make a business himself, I guess, oh. you know, and, and he promises that he's not going to fumble, you know, football player, huh? he's not going to fumble their second chance. But she's kind of like not having it because uh, she feels that a merger of the heart is too high risk. So, if you want to see what happens between Samson and Rhiannon, I would tune in to The Right Swipe by Alicia Rye, uh, Modern Love, book one. And the sequel is already out. So, if you really like this world as much as I did, you will have a sequel for your reading pleasure right after. I, I love Alicia Rye. I like how diverse her, her romances are. Um, she manages to mention, I, I guess, write romances about groups of people that we don't really see that often and like i guess or or maybe there's it's me but i I just feel that her books are very diverse in every way pot that you could possibly think of and i I really appreciate that and not only about like the people that she writes about but like the, the situations that she writes that we all have seen and that some of us have lived through too but we've never kind of seen it on paper so it's it's really really cool to have a a fictitious twist on the modern dating and what it's like I mean if I had to modern date right now I really don't know where I would start so
0: (laughs) I am a terrible person because I have never read an Alicia Rye book (gasps) I'm fired I know like something is very wrong with me
1: I, I'm really glad you talked about this. Like, I feel like I kind of pushed my agenda on you, Natalia, because I really totally. wanted to hear, I like, did, because I wanted to hear what you thought about this book because it's been on my TBR for a long time, like, what, six months? I mean, it came out, like, last, what, fall? I don't even know. It came like, out last, last August. Yeah. Last after Gabriel and, was born. Yeah, and so, like, I've been waiting to read it. I just wanted to hear what one of my friends said about it because I guess I, I need validation sometimes, and <laughs> it just sounds like, such a great story and i i actually now i really have to read it because i really really want to read girl gone viral which is the sequel i know the it just looks, looks amazing so good
3: i haven't i haven't gotten to it yet but i love alicia rye you just listen to her talk and hear her laugh one time with like her whole soul you know she's got one of those soulful she laughs is a really like, fantastic
0: to. like interviewee i've heard oh her before, really she's
3: great yes yeah and, and you just want to read all her books after that
0: All right, so that does it for us tonight, and I want to thank Stacy, Brooke, and Natalia for talking about some great social media-themed books tonight. Hopefully, everyone's TBR has gotten a little bit bigger, or quite a bit, depending on who you are and what you read. Um, Thanks, of course, always goes out to Christine for all of her fantastic editing, and thank you so very much to each and every one of you who join us for our discussions of all the books that we love. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and of course the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.